It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent, français, French. Before I get to your calls and, and hear your love stories and can help you with your dilemmas, I have a surprise for you. I have a special Rendezvous Las Vegas sweepstakes. Yes, we want to send a lucky winner and guest to Las Vegas, Nevada. So, enter for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Chris and Joe Mind Freak at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. The winner will also stay in an all-new room at Planet Hollywood Resort Casino in Las Vegas. Have dinner for two at the whole new Cafe Hollywood and get round-trip airfare for two. All you have to do is enter right now through the Sunday, November 3rd at therendezvousshow.com. And if you don't win, tickets to Chris Angel Mind Freak's performances Wednesday through Sunday are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And what's on now is you calls at 855-905-8255. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com, keyword rules. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. If you've been touched by love or you've experienced a moment of romance that you want to share with me, call me, 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Kelsey. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, and welcome to the rendezvous. I know you have a love story you want to share with us. I do. Um, I wanted to tell the story of how I got engaged. Ah, I want to hear this. Go ahead. So, my boyfriend, my fiance now, I guess that spoils the ending, <laughs> uh, was planning a solo trip for a week to go camping at a yurt um, by himself on a mountaintop, and um, so I had expected him to be gone and, um, was really going to miss him. And then, um, he surprised me with arranging transportation for me to join him up at this, um, year on a mountaintop. Uh-huh. Um, so I was just, you know, excited for this like getaway. It was so gorgeous. It overlooks the whole like countryside. Um, and we were making dinner one night in, um, these like really like camping stuff and pots like pasta and uh-huh. salad and um, sitting on the porch overlooking the countryside with the sunset um, and he runs in to get another bottle of wine uh-huh. to share and I'm like looking down and eating and when I look up he's on one knee um, and he told me how much he loved me and wants to spend his life with me and proposed to me with actually a ring he had since childhood that his native uh, American grandmother had made from him out of silver um, that happened to also fit perfectly. Um, wow. And, yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, first Thank of all, you. to both of you. And uh, what moment would you say was the most touching if you had to say the one minute that, you know, touched your heart the deepest? I think... Um, when he proposed and I saw the ring and I knew it, I had, I'd known that his um, grandmother's like jewelry style before. And he said, I had this ring that my grandmother made me and I actually never wore it. I knew I would be saving it someday for the right person. Um, And when I met you, I knew this ring was always meant to belong to you. I love that. I love that. Listen, what a great story. And and really, congratulations. I'm happy you shared that story. It's poetic and it's beautiful. So thank you so much, Kelsey. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Talking of engagement, one of my fabulous producers in the Rendezvous team just got engaged. You're not going to believe who and you're not going to believe what happened. And that's coming up next. So stay with me.
So if you've been listening to The Rendezvous for a while, you may know or not know that, you know, there is me and I got three fabulous producers. One guy, Adam, Jill, and Trisha. And it just happened that the youngest of the crew, Trisha, who's been with us for, I think, two, almost three, three years, uh, fell in love with a young man by the name of Patrick. I had a vision. I had an insight. True story. Two years ago, we were at a restaurant, the three of us. She was very nervous about me meeting her boyfriend at the time. And during the, the lunch, I did what no one should ever do. I looked at Patrick and said to him, Patrick, you know she loves you, right? And Trisha never said the L word before to him. So that was like, and then he said, I know, I love her too. And then I got worried I did something wrong because you're not supposed to do this. Now, let's forward two years later. You want to know how he proposed? Stay with me. I'm going to get Trisha to tell you that story next. If you've been listening to The Rendezvous long enough, you've been listening to some great love stories. But one of my great producers, Trisha, just got engaged. Trisha, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Tell us what happened. Okay, so Patrick and I have been together for two years, and he finally proposed. Yes. uh, Yes, yes. So everybody (laughs) in my family knew, but I had no idea. And we were up in Big Bear, California at my family's place, and... um, he was going to propose to me twice, but then he freaked out. And then <laughs> at the end of the night, we were all sitting around a fireplace overlooking the lake and there was music playing and everything. And he stood up uh-huh. and he asked me to stand up and he got down on one knee and proposed to me. And I'm still in shock. I'm and still l- in shock. <laughs> yes, you are. And if you want to see the video, we have it. Go to the rendezvousshow.com to see how Patrick proposed. It's just beautiful. Thank you so much, Trisha. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, just call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Joyce. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. How can I help you tonight? Um, I'm calling because I have been in a relationship for almost a year. And um, for the first I'd say half of the relationship, actually more, uh, I, I was home a lot, just conveniently. I was able to be present a lot, like literally in my home city. But my career is about to start taking me traveling quite a bit. And I'm a little concerned because my boyfriend, I can already tell he's, A, he's pretty upset about it. And I wonder if it's giving him some anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if he had any advice for me about anything I could do to reassure him. Sure. Um, in the past, when you left for work, what was at the beginning his reactions? I think in the beginning, because we weren't living together, he didn't seem to mind as much because he, you know, he slept in his own bed in his own place. But now that we live together, I think it's just different. I see. I get it. Okay. Uh, when you, I mean, anxiety is a big term. So he gets nervous, feel abandoned because you're living. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long have you gonna? How long are you gonna be gone for? Um, I'm usually not gone many nights a week, but I'm gone a lot of the daytime. So I come home, go to bed, and go back out again. Okay. So um, every time you go out, you know, on a business trip or something or leave the house, why don't you write on a post-it something uh, mm-hmm. and different places with, uh, you know, I miss you, I'm thinking about you, have a great day. So you are present, right? So you, it's not like you forget about him, number one. And mm-hmm. that's very important. A little post-it, surprised, located in different places in the house will be, go a long way. The second thing you can do also is text him during the day, you know, thinking about you. 
uh, miss you, stuff, stuff like that, nothing big. And that should be enough because he also has to learn to live with you in the reality of your work. Mm-hmm. So you're not his mom, he's not your kid. So mm-hmm. you guys are partner, you're together, and he also has to adapt to the reality of the woman he's dating and loving. That's true. So, A, have no guilt. You have to do what you do to make a living. We all do. Two, to post notes, little text. Let's see how he reacts. And then also enjoy the time together. And when you're separated, just remember that it's part of life. Great. Thank you. That actually helps a lot. I, don't believe, I can't believe I didn't think of the post-it notes because I love those. <laughs> yeah, we all do. We all, we all do. You know, I wish somebody wrote something for me every day, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that would be nice. But so that's a strategy I recommend, Joyce, okay? Great. Thanks, Simon. You're most welcome and have a good night. You too. I got to go to my email at therendezvousshow.com. Somebody is having a problem with the size of the partner's... Stay with me. You're going to find out what this is about next. If you're listening to The Rendezvous, you have a question for me, don't hesitate. Send it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's going on with Denise and her partner's size? Denise says, bonjour, Simon. (laughs) Bonjour, Denise. I met this guy on an online dating site, and I really like him a lot. The only problem is he's smaller and shorter than me, and it bothers me because it makes Mm. me feel big. But every single other thing about him is great. I know it shouldn't make a difference, but for some reason it does. Should I stop dating him or keep trying to get over it? Okay, Denise. So if you wonder, should you date or not somebody because he's shorter than you, stay with me. I'm going to tell you what I think next. I got to ask you this question seriously. Does size matter when it comes to the height of your partner? Because Denise just sent me an email at therendezvousshow.com saying, I met a guy online. I really like him a lot. There is a problem. He's smaller and shorter than me. And then she said he makes her feel big. But everything else about him is great. So, Denise, should you stop dating him or try to get to know him? Please, try to get to know him one more time. I mean... I just, I know it sometimes for ladies, it's a problem to date shorter guys. I just think that if we can pass that and somebody is very interesting and wonderful and there's attraction, let's give him a second chance. So my advice to you is go on a second date or go on a date and see how it goes. And then after that, if it's too much of a problem, don't see him again. But please don't give up on a great guy just because he's shorter than you. That's my advice. You call the next 855 905 8255. 855-905-8255. It's the number of the rendezvous. Georgia, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Georgia, bonjour. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? So I need some advice. My fiancé's mother and I don't really seem to see eye to eye. Um, I just don't think that she really likes me that much. And I walked into the kitchen the other day. And I caught her snooping or looking at my phone. I'm guessing that she was, you know, snooping through it. And I don't know what she was looking for or if she's trying to create problems between us. And I just wanted to, you know, get your advice on do I confront her and how do I do that? And also, do I tell my fiancé? Okay. So when you found out or when you saw she was snooping in your phone, did you say nothing? Did you pretend you didn't see it? What happened then? Well, so she just kind of played it off like, oh, I'm so sorry, that's not my phone. But you sure you actually saw her try to snoop in it? Yes, 
Oh, yes. She was definitely looking through it. Okay. So um, I think the best way to address this, Georgia, would be to um, tell her one. Everybody needs a warning. Um, whatever her name is, say, listen, do me a favor. Best not to touch my phone ever again. And then okay. she, if she says, why? It's just, I don't like that. That's very personal. I'm not going to touch your phone. Don't touch my phone. One warning, okay? Okay. If she does it again, then you tell your boyfriend. But I think, you know, between two adults, it's totally fine to say to your future mother-in-law or to his mom for now, don't touch my phone. It's my phone. Please, just say, don't touch my phone, please. That's mine. Okay, so give her one warning and then and if it happens again, then I can confront. You know, yes, then you tell your, your fiancé and then you confront and you go one step further. But I like to give everybody a chance of warning because we all make mistakes and it's okay. You know, we can make a mistake. So um, you go with it once and if she does it again, you go full Monty. Okay. All right, Georgia. I hope she doesn't because it would be very rude and disrespectful to do it again. So I'm going to you know, gonna keep you know faith that that was an accident and it's not going to happen again. Yes, let's hope it doesn't happen again. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Georgia, and have a good night. You too. Oof, this is going to be good. Somebody left me a voicemail, and my producer says, i got to get to it ASAP. So that voicemail and dilemma is coming up next. Quick reminder, any time of the day, you have a question for me, you just call me at the rendezvous number 855-905-8255. Just leave me a voicemail, and I'll get to it, just like for this one. Bonjour, Simon. This is Annie. I have a question for you. Um, I have been in a relationship with my fiancé for two years now, and he just uh, told me that he is falling out of love with me. And I know that this happens a lot in relationships, but he's at a point where he's questioning if this is something that he really wants to do in getting married. And I would love to hear your wise thoughts and your wisdom on this because I am—I have no idea how to respond to my fiancé. Um, thank you so much, Simon. Annie, thanks for the voicemail. What to do if your fiancé tells you he's falling out of love with you? I'm going to tell you that next, so stay with me. What would you do if your fiancé after five years, would tell you, I'm falling out of love with you. That's exactly the voicemail Annie just left me, right? Now, Annie, here's it is. First of all, I'm sorry that you have to go through this, but the only thing when somebody tells you they're falling out of love is to stop the relationship. Because somebody has always the right to fall in love with you and to fall out of love with you. And so my strategy when that happens is not to fight it, is to talk about how we separate. And I'd rather we separate soon so you can find somebody who really is going to love you and have a future with you than wasting time for both of you. So, Annie, my advice is simple. Just discuss now how you guys are going to separate and go from there. And if it's too difficult alone, get the help of a good therapist. Or call me back. I'm always here. I hope that helps you and can free you from that unfortunate situation. Good luck to you, Annie. And you call the next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kelly. What is going on tonight? <laughs> Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Uh, I have a question about um, a recent date that I went on. So... 
I've recently been divorced about six months now, and I started dating again. So this is kind of new to me. I don't really know uh, if this is normal, I guess. But I went on a date with a guy last night. Uh, We went to dinner and played some arcade games, and we had a really good time. He was super, super nice. Uh, I felt like we clicked really well in the beginning of our date. Um, But... He kept tickling me, like, obsessively over and over (laughs) and over again, like, throughout the whole night. And I just was really put off by it. Should I see this guy again? I don't know if I'd... (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, before I answer, the question is, do you want to be tickled again or you'd rather not? No, (laughs) I'd rather not be. I mean... I don't know if he was just looking for an excuse to touch me, but I'm not even ticklish. So the whole time I was just like kind of fake laughing it off. <laughs> well, it's two things. Um, the reason he did that is, A, um, he definitely wanted to touch you and have some contact with you. And two, it's a little passive aggressive because tickling somebody that you don't know is a form of aggression, too. It's not nice. It's not a feel good thing. So I feel that this is not the nicest thing to do or the more romantic thing to do. Uh, if I were you, I would not see this dude again. Honestly, I, if somebody did that to me, I would say, uh, no, thank you. See you later. So I, <laughs> yeah. that's, what I, that's okay. my advice. Okay. Thank you. I, you know, he was super nice and everything else went really well. But the whole time I just was like... Yeah, if you want to touch me, just hold my hand or something. <laughs> exactly. It can, it can caress your hand nicely for a few seconds, and that should be enough for the first date. It doesn't have to, to tickle you for the whole night. That's, that's a little crazy, nutty, and passive-aggressive, in my opinion. So Okay. I appreciate I, that. <laughs> I, I say we give him the au revoir, the goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck to you. Thank you so much for calling. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. And really, thank you for also sharing all those love stories. Um, I call them inspiring. I call them, you know, enlightening, poetic. And it reminds all of us, and I'm single, how important it is to believe in love. And if you listen to The Rendezvous long enough, you cannot not believe in love. And also there's always a solution for you trouble You just call me. Now, there's another solution to have a little entertainment. When I'm not on air, play the Rendezvous Las Vegas sweepstakes. So, we want to send a lucky winner and a guest to Las Vegas. And a few chance to win a pair of tickets to see Chris Angel, Mind Freak, at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. The winner will also stay in an all-new room at Planet Hollywood Resort Casino in Las Vegas. Have dinner for two at the whole new Cafe Hollywood and get a round-trip airfare for two. And all you have to do is enter now through the Sunday, November 3rd at therendezvousshow.com. And if you don't win, tickets to Chris Angel, Mind Freak's performances Wednesday through Sunday are on sale now at ticketmaster.com. Bonne nuit, les petits. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com, keyword rules. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.